Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Houston Element Podcast. My name is Missy, and I'm your host. And today, I have the lovely pleasure to get to introduce a audio engineer, Mr. Reese Gartman. Yellow, yellow. <laughs> What's going on, man? Life's good. I'm just floating through the world right now. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds about accurate. Yes, yeah. indeed. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about what you do as an audio engineer? Um, I'm Reese. <laughs> um, I've been bouncing back and forth from studios for probably about a year or two now, but... Um, engineer, you know, preferably like mixing. I'm not big on mastering. I'm not, I don't know too much about it. I'm still trying to learn, but I'm just audio engineer, pretty much. Make music here and there, time to time. Not too sure. There's a lot. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to say. I do it all. Man, man of all trades. Exactly. I mean, going into audio engineering for the first time myself, I was like expecting just to think about you know, recording and mixing music. I had no idea how much more there was involved in it until I started to study it at San Jack. Definitely. There's so much more into it. Because when you first, like, get into it, it's just like, it's there. You think it's the best sounding thing in the world. And then when you start actually diving into it and learning all the knowledge and the actual, like, skills to everything and then you look back and you're like ah, I definitely didn't know what I was doing <laughs> yeah yeah oh my god my mixes when I first first ever recorded I was like oh my god what was I doing <laughs> holy crap <laughs> it's good to look back though because you know you just look at the the progress you made over the year or two so it's good to look back and just be like yeah it sounds terrible but that that was how I began type thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we used to complain about having to show our work in math class, but that was <laughs> the best thing they ever drilled us to do. Same with mixing. Always show your work. Look back what you've done to learn from your mistakes. 100%. Entirely. Definitely. So you said uh, you've been bouncing around learning from different studios for the past year. So when exactly did you start as an audio engineer? Um... I would say, like, officially, probably 2020, because I really didn't know what I wanted to do for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Went to school for, like, air conditioning, because mm -hmm. that's, like, what my dad does. So once I graduated, it was like, yeah, I'm not doing air conditioning. So I just kind of <laughs> kept trying to figure it out. And so probably 2017, I think I was in, like, 11th grade. That's whenever everything kind of started tying in. Started with, like, producing, but then it's hot. It just, it went along the way. It was never something that just popped in my head and was like, I want to make music. I want to do this. Mm -hmm. It just kind of happened one day. But 2020, I think that was the first time I've ever gotten the opportunity to be at an actual, like, studio. And that was nice. So after that, I went to Neptune's, which I was there for probably about a year. Now I'm just kind of floating around <laughs> well, that's wonderful wonderful and so what first inspired you to pursue a field in audio engineering damn <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was not ready for that one um see that's 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 an interesting question i'm not sure how to answer because there wasn't really 
nothing that inspired me to do it. It was just kind of, just kind of happened. It wasn't really like, I feel like most people tend to, you know, you see it, see somebody else do it and it inspires you and you look into it, but I just never, I didn't even grow up on, I preferably like, the stuff I record more is just like hip hop and like pop. Mm-hmm. But I grew up on like Papa Roach and like Blink-182. And yeah. <laughs> I wasn't big on music when I was younger. So I just, I don't know. I never saw it happen. I don't think anything really inspired me to do it. I just jumped into it. I liked it. And now here I am a couple of years later, just trying to figure it out. Oh, that's that's awesome, though. I mean, it's just something unexpected that you just end up having a incredible talent for that you just had no idea until you jumped into it. That's great. For sure. But I don't regret it. I love doing it. Situation's kind of weird, but yeah, I still love it. It's not, it's not nothing I would change. And that's the most important part is that you love what you do. Exactly. It's not about the money. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, money comes and money goes, Definitely. but peace of mind that that is priceless. That's how that's how I am though. Especially uh, when it came to working at Neptune's, it was kind of a work work ethic type of thing. You have to he observed. You got to actually love what you're doing, like love the craft. You're just not there for the check for the money. You got to actually like doing it. So that's kind of me. I don't know. I did it. I, I would record people for free and mix it for like the longest. So to jump from that to like money is kind of weird. But it's cool. I don't know. It's nice. You make money doing what you love. So it feels cool to get the money though. But Absolutely. I love it regardless though. Absolutely. And so what would you say is something unique about your style of working? I'm passionate. So it's. I feel like now a lot of people say they're passionate, but when they're actually recording it, it don't show as too much. So if if I like, if I enjoy what's going on at the moment, I'm going to, you know, bounce back ideas. I'm going to help you get where it should be. Just like pitch. I don't know. I, feel, I just, I like music. I love it. So I feel like that makes me different. I feel... Like, I actually contribute. It's not just a one-person thing. It's a teamwork. So I'm just passionate. I feel like that makes me unique. Not a lot of people are too into it. <laughs> They're just there, you know, for the money. So. And I've heard a lot of people mention that that is their number one most priceless asset when working with another person is how passionate they are. Without the passion, they're like, you could be as smart as you want, but without the passion, we're not going to get very far in the relationship. Because if, if you don't enjoy what you do, then it's, it's going to show in the, in the end product. And plus, I feel from my experience, a lot of people that actually go to studios and book and want to record, they want to be able to like, catch a vibe with the engineer. They want to bounce off ideas. And it just makes the song better. It makes the experience way much better. So that's how I feel. I, I like I like trying to, to get to know them along the sessions. I try to talk to them, break the ice a little bit, because I'm a shy person. So I'm very quiet at first, but once you, once you kind of open up, then you just start bouncing ideas, and then it just brings it all together like a little puzzle. So that's how I feel I am. I'm just 
I love, I love doing it. Yes, and uh, that is uh, one of the lucky things about the studio is you really do get an opportunity to have a one-on-one with somebody versus, you know, when you're on the road doing tours, it's not always like that because you're yelling between lighting and video and carps and pyro. What's going on? Why can't I do this yet? Oh, I got to wait on lighting, you know, so... Having that environment in the studio first is, is you know, detrimental to the relationship, I would imagine. Most definitely. You got to pass the vibe check. Oh, yeah. If, if there's no vibe, then you're just going to be sitting there for however hours you booked. And in the silence, it's going to be awkward. Oh, yeah. 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 And it's not going to incur a lot of inspiration for more ideas. Yeah. I, can't, I mean, I've, I've had sessions like that. It, yeah. It's just awkward. You just kind of <laughs> sit there four hours, you know, because everybody thinks the studio session is always going to be like constant music. Everybody's like cool, but it's really ideally we're sitting there playing the song back and forth, going in certain parts, and everybody just kind of sits there awkward. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I don't know. And aside from mixing other artists, you produce your own songs too. So what is the overall message you would like to convey, if any, with your style, your personal music? So when it came to my music, which is funny because I, I, I really don't, I don't record as often as I feel like most people think. But I feel, as an engineer, I feel like every engineer has at least recorded one song. Mm-hmm. So um, when I'm just having fun, I'll just really say whatever. I'll just make some some trash. <laughs> but, oh, come on. It, it's good to me, though. See, it's good. To, <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of say whatever's whatever wrong, whatever pops up. But now I've been drifting more into the lane of, like, I want it to actually be something. I want it to be, like, kind of heartfelt. Mm-hmm. But heartfelt in a sense of, like, it has meaning to me. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily everybody. But it, I don't really I don't really care too much when it comes to, like, other people's opinion on my music. I yeah. like feedback though. I like, you know, like this could you could have done this, da da da. I like that. But when it comes to my music, I just kinda as long as I love it and it has meaning to me, then I love it. That's that's all that matters. So Right. That that's how it works with me. But music, I don't know. I love engineering more than music. It's <laughs> kinda it's just kind of therapeutic to me. That's that's all it is. It's just a way for me to get stuff out off my chest and just relax whenever the day's slow or whatever or maybe get some practice with more mixing so i don't take music as seriously as i should but i feel like i feel like i could i feel like i'm pretty pretty good with it some practice some more work with it that's it i, ain't, I am good i'm like i'm like i'm good music I'm okay. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like uh i've heard a lot of people mention to other engineers that it's just about instinct so it's like how can you say one person's instinct is wrong you don't know because they were feeling it and they reacted to it exactly so sounds like it was a good instinct to me it works it works for me there you uh, go i have other people that you know they tell me the same thing it's, it's crazy i don't know just seeing people play your music and saying they actually like your songs that's still something that hasn't really entirely sat down with me <laughs> it's just I'm like, dude, I was bored. <laughs> Do you actually like this? So, you know, thank you. I'm appreciative of it, though. Yeah. So 
I love it. I don't know. I love it. I love everything. It's weird. That's awesome, though. That's that. That's that's just wonderful, though. And so you had to work the pleasure to work with some of Houston's finest, including Zoni. I'm gonna kill this last name. <laughs> um, starts with an X. Zoni X O Kilo. Yes. Uh, y D N Benzo and Little Show. So clearly you have a very adaptive mixing with hip hop and rap genre, like you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So what other genres have you mixed before or collaborated on? There was this singer, Kari. He um he can sing, but I I won't say it's hip hop. Hip hop. It was more so like R and B, R and B, or like pop. But okay. Beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. So it was. That's that's something I'm not familiar with, but mixing it, it's like it's really nice. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, you don't need a lot of auto tune or anything. You just kind of all you gotta do is tweak it. It's just it's cool. It works. I don't know. That, that's one thing I've worked with. I've had a Kilo Zoni. He mm-hmm. um does some like alternative rock sometimes. So that's a very different direction from hip hop. So I say like alternative. Some R and B, but mainly primarily hip hop. But that's all the genres I've really touched up on. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. And so, have you noticed like a really uh, different? Like, do you have a di- particularly different workflow with different genres, or is it kind of a in the same ballpark? It's it kind of falls in the same ballpark, but the yeah, it's different though. Because mm-hmm. if it's, like, alternative, like, you're doing more screaming, then mm-hmm. it's a lot more, like, sorry. It's a lot more, like, compressing and getting the right levels and whatnot, you know? Yeah. Hip-hop is it's not as loud. You're not doing too much with the vocals. It's often, like, sometimes. Mm-hmm. So alternative is very different. Singing singing can be, it's it's different. It's not always the same. But primarily, like, it's it's the same, but it's not. Yeah. I don't know how to yeah. explain it. <laughs> Still got EQ dynamics, you know, yeah. and there's just not the exact same uh, routine of treatment. Yeah, like, just every, every session is different. It's not always going to be the same. Mm-hmm. But I would say, like, it's definitely, definitely, there's more things being done with one than the other. Mm-hmm. Not as complex. Right. With hip hop and, you know, rap, you have a vocalist, whereas, you know, alternative, you have a full five piece band. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I think the coolest was with uh, Kari, the singer. He um, plays the guitar as well. So that was the first time I was ever like tracking out a guitar. Oh, that's awesome. So it was it was an experience. It was a really good song, too. But yeah. I haven't, I haven't talked to him in a while, so hopefully hopefully I can make that happen again. <laughs> and so what is an example of your workflow when it comes to mixing and mastering? So you mentioned a little bit before, you know, like uh, compressing, you know, dealing with, you know, screaming uh, harsher vocals and doing auto-tune for rap. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of the time, you know, you have the select few that don't like auto-tune. They just kind of, you know, they're not kick it all old school, keep it keep it nice. Mm-hmm. But large majority of the people I come in that come in uh are like autotune users. So every session, like I said, it's kinda different, but 
you know, every session primarily consists of like EQing or always compression or that, that's, I feel like that's the big ones for me, EQing and compression. Cause I'm, I'm still learning. So it takes it just tweaking everything and making it sound right. But I'm big on like effects. I love using delay and like reverb and I play around with them just to make it sound more crazy. But when it when it comes to EQing and like the dynamics, I really like to, I like expand it to make it widescreen. I like to really get in there and like tweak everything and just mute it, just make it sound nice, just tweak it to my liking, to my knowledge, you know. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. No, you got to get surgical when you're EQing, oh, yeah. <laughs> especially. I mean, compression, you know, you're setting a threshold. So you yeah. have like some leeway, but EQing, you're like, no, no, no. It has to be 267, yeah. not specific, not 65, not 70, 67. Okay. I'm, very, I'm specific with the numbers too. That's what's funny. But yeah, you definitely got to get up in there and just scalp everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And when you do it that way, then you're like, and you hear it and it's like earth shattering. You're like, oh no, we got to get that out of there. No, get it out, get it out, get it out. Because there's sometimes like once you hear the a certain frequency, you won't unhear it until you like try to tweak it. Yeah. But I feel like when you're going in there looking for more stuff, you're going to keep finding it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like don't try to reinvent the wheel because you'll stress yourself out. That yeah. was my first mistake learning how to EQ is I was trying to find every slight little mistake I could, and it was taking forever and a day. So I was doing the same thing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, I'm just like, okay, let's worry about the noticeable things. And then if I find something later on, worry about it then, you know? Yeah, for sure. And so when it comes to recording, mixing, and mastering, what are some of your favorite tools to use? Oh, what's it called? There's a plugin um called Supermassive. It's a Valhalla plugin. And it's a it's like delay and it's like reverb. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying a second ago, I love playing with delay and reverb. Mm-hmm. So it's just crazy. It's like otherworldly space space type effects. But it, it makes the delay sound really nice. Like there's there's a one there's a preset on it, just a an idea. It uh it's a delay, but whatever it delays, it makes it like pan around in a circle and it just sounds crazy. I don't know. I, that's one thing I love playing with. Delay and reverb entirely. But because EQing and compression, that's always going to that's always going to get done. But there's only specific songs that like get the special like tools on them. So, yeah, delay, delay and reverb for sure. That's top five. <laughs> And, you know, we say, you know, there's a recording engineer, mixing engineer, mastering engineer, but diving even further into it, you know, there's real technique and the effects engineering aspect of it. That's a real big art form because when you get that reverb or delay effect just right, it just makes that song slap. <laughs> and, you know, you remember that. You're like, but wait, 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 that part's coming up. That part's coming up. Like, so the effects engineering aspect is just as relevant, you know, super important. It's like a, it's its own individual art form, I think, truly. You just got to have the, have the, have the vision. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. 
you just kind of, you got to have the ear. That's what yeah, it is. Exactly. If you don't got the ear, then I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, um, sound gym. People use sound gym to listen to frequencies, but you're going to have to do something. You just can't go in there with bad hearing. It's not going to happen. Most definitely. I feel like that's funny, too. I feel like working in the studio has definitely made my, my ears a little worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Going from smaller monitors to bigger monitors with, with you know, just bigger dynamics Ridiculous. built in them. Yeah. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I'm at the point now I got to keep it at a certain level. I can't crank them up no more. No. Uh, I feel like quieter is kind of better sometimes, though, though. It's more you're comfortable. It's relaxing. Right. Uh, because it's not my face. It's my ears that are my moneymaker now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I appreciate the, the quieter, more softer volume. Because, yeah. like, if I can appreciate it at that volume, I know that the louder it is, it's going to be booming, obviously. Exactly. But I don't need my heart pumping in my chest, in the back of my, you know, between my shoulder blades, you know. The entire building vibrating. No, like, you, like, uh, guy, look, I don't need a Rammstein production every time I'm <laughs> listening to a song. Like, I love them, okay? But, man, you know. Just keep it quiet. Keep it nice. Keep it chill. <laughs> please, please, please and thank you. So as you mentioned earlier, so you worked as a studio engineer for some time. So what was your overall experience like working at the studios? I think working at Neptune's was probably the the best thing. I look I looked up to well not looked up I still look up to Neptune. So it was just kind of kind of like Big Brother. Yeah, he was teaching me everything, just letting me know every, just how it was. So working in that studio compared to the because he um the first studio I worked at was with a little show. It was, it was, he took over Neptune's old spot. So it was more kind of like a personal studio. And um, I worked there for a bit. And that was, it was, that was kind of like baby steps. Just kind of dip my feet in the water. Mm -hmm. But then I moved over to Neptune's new spot. And it was just very different. It was a beautiful setup. The whole, whole spot looks amazing. And um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It was just kind of you look you look back and you think about all those days that we were like sitting at home with these little like these little setups. Yeah. Because our setup was like some terrible school tablet that we were <laughs> that we were getting. And then now here we are, like three four years later, twenty twenty, and it's just a big studio. So it was, I was very grateful and appreciative. It was just a big jump. It wasn't even just, it wasn't even just like the sessions that made it worth it. It was just being there in general. It was kind of like, wow, I'm here. Like, it's only up. Got to keep pushing with it. Got to keep making just bigger moves. And yeah, yeah, just being there. The overall vibe of being at a studio, it just feels amazing. It's not even, it's, just, it's not even, it's not about everything always. Just the little things that matter. But, yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah, like, I mean, but you said it, though. It's like the number one thing that you notice is that you got to keep making moves, you know, don't stay stagnant, you know, uh, and uh, absorbing all of that information and, in, you know. Can't get important. comfortable. You can't. No. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a journey. And I'm still, I'm still, 
I still got big dreams. Cause even working at the studio, it was that was kind of my goal. That was the dream. I'm like, I'm gonna work with Neptune. Cause you know we would book sessions at his old studio, and we would go over there like with all the homies and stuff, and we would run sessions while they make their songs. But as I kept going, I was already into like mixing. But as I would go to the studio, I would sit down and talk to like Neptune and actually get advice and whatsoever, and um, it just went from there. So. It's been a journey. It's cool. It's a journey that's definitely not over yet. Oh, no. Oh, no. A, a, a journey like this never stops. It only gets more epic as time goes. So recently you decided to fly Han Solo and become an entrepreneur and freelance audio engineer. So what sparked this decision? It's something I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted my own thing, though, like. I never really liked working under somebody. I don't like being not under somebody because, you know, it ain't like that. But I just kind of like being the one. Right. I like I like to be in control of it all. Right. Just different different vision. You know, different people, different vision. Right. So um, being solo is kind of it's been it's been different. It's, I'm, I'm so used to being at the studio all the time. So yesterday I actually ran a session at a AV AV studios. Uh huh. I ran a session over there, so it that was probably the first session I ran in like months. So it was kind of different, just getting used to the gear and the room. But I feel I feel like it's the right move. I don't I don't regret it. I'm just kind of sitting back, planning everything, making it make sense before I really jump into a whole different building where I got a whole different set of like goals and lists and stuff to take care of. <laughs> you gotta take a breath. But, no, you good. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Just kind of getting the hang of everything, trying to figure it out as I go along the way. So it's, you know, like we were talking about earlier with my mom doing her whole modified dolls thing. Yes. I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't know where it is now. I'm not sure if she's still or it's still going. But um, I feel like it runs in the family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. So for y'all that don't know, I actually met this young man's mother, first of all. Okay. Don't mind your business, my age. Okay. Mind your business. Okay. All right, I got a heart of gold. That's all you need to know. All right, met his mom, who has a heart also big as gold. Okay, great lady was an entrepreneur of her own of her own self as well. So the apple clearly does not fall far from the tree. Okay, brilliance runs in the family, and so it is a great pleasure to be able to talk to someone else in the family with the same level of brilliance, if not even more. So <laughs> thank you. No problem, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's her birthday today, too. Oh, man. Wow. Okay, well, then I... Oh, wow. And, well, it's okay, because she's going to be like, Ay, mijo, estaba en un podcast. No me digas. Ay, me voy a decir toda la familia. Ay, tienes que escuchar este capítulo de la podcast. Ay. Oh, you know she's going to be so happy. The whole family's going to be so happy, so it's okay. And then after this, you have to go celebrate with her, obviously. See, that's that's the crazy part. They don't know nothing about, like, what I do. They don't know nothing. They probably they know about the studio, though, because, you know, I was working at the studio. I had to pay, you know, the bills and handle all the business. But, yeah. But uh, they don't know about the music. Yeah. And if they do, 
I don't know that they know, but I'm pretty sure they know. They got to. But I want I want I want to I want to open up more about it. Well, and that's what the Houston element is all about. <laughs> We're all about sharing with the world all these incredible cats out there that you wouldn't have an uh, you know an opportunity to hear about sooner than right now. So that's why we're doing this. <laughs> so you're currently building your own studio that's called Astro Sound. Yes, ma'am. And so how did you start the process of building your own business? No, uh, I'm still learning. I'm learning about all the like documents and all that. But I got with Inkfile. And Inkfile, uh, you can actually like, you know, register to LLCs and whatever else you're trying to go for. But I actually... Uh, registered the astro sound it's kind of i didn't even know what to name it i was just kind of like okay it has to deal with sound i don't want to be the typical like okay let's put studios after it because you know every it's like da 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 studio da 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 studio so thinking astro i think around the time like the astros were playing so i'm like let's just keep it let's keep it pay homage to home it's where i'm from i don't want to forget it so that's how astro sound came about and then um yeah, I just kind of got with Inkfile, registered for the LLC, and I've been handling all the papers and the documents just by myself, just figuring it out along the way. But I haven't really necessarily got into, like, building this place yet. I have all the stuff ready, though. Like, I got pretty much the gear. I can upgrade from there, but what I have is, like, pretty good. And um, I'm just mainly looking for locations, but that's turned out to be harder than I thought. <laughs> Who are you telling? <laughs> Who are you telling? Okay. Sometimes y'all got to work with what you got. Not to get preachy, but sometimes you just got to, you got to help yourself. Okay. You can't wait for someone else to do it. You got to help yourself. Exactly. Self-love. <laughs> yes. Okay. Don't give up. Don't think that you can't. All right. You know what? If you got to make a fire with two sticks versus a lighter, hey, you're going to make a fire, though. It makes a fire. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You exactly. Know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, would you like to keep your studio um, ultimately in Houston or would you ever think of recoding? Excuse me. I can't <laughs> talk anymore. Would you like to keep your studio predominantly Houston, or would you ever consider relocating elsewhere or opening, like, sister shops in other places outside of Houston? I would definitely relocate. I, uh, I'm i from Houston, but, you know, there's so much out there yeah. that I haven't seen yet. I'm young, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I still feel like I haven't seen a lot. Even Houston, I feel like I haven't even seen all of Houston. So... Just being younger, I never really went out like that. So now that I'm just kind of in my 20s, it's kind of, okay, I want to see this. I want to do this. I want to da-da-da. So I would definitely, like, branch out if I could, if not relocate. But I feel like Houston's a great way to just, it's my home, a great way to start. 100%. I mean... Uh, a great place for music production as well and just uh, media and art and everything like that. We have a really good um, environment for it and a good audience for it. Well, thank you so very much for joining us today. <laughs> no problem. I've been looking forward to this, actually. Oh, I'm, I'm so I've glad. I've been really looking forward because I've always been curious. 
I would I think I like talking too. But like I said, I'm a little shy. So it's just recognized and making it happen. But I've enjoyed it. So thank you. I was kind of digging into the previous episodes just to get a general idea of how it would work. I like it. So I like what you're doing. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I'm so glad, man. Like that really means the world to me, man. Because if it makes you feel any better, I did not know what the hell I was doing when I started all of this. Not even a slightest clue. I was like, I don't like my voice on audio. This is going to be weird. But you know what? I was like, man, forget it. I really don't care. I don't care if, if, if people like my voice on audio. I don't like my voice on audio either. Cheers. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is man that's how it starts too because i didn't really like my voice at first either but it, i think that's just how it is when you're finding your way like a lot of people when they first start they're trying to find their sound but i feel like i kind of found my i found my spot it's been a couple years now i think i got it down i know what i like and what i don't like so i definitely feel that <laughs> not liking your voice 100% man. So do you have any last little bit of advice for the listeners? Um make it happen. Don't don't hold back. Don't second guess anything. Just kind of even when things get rough, just keep it pushing. Don't don't look back. Don't dwell on nothing. Just keep it moving. Just even if it ain't looking so good, it's going to look good in the future. And just keep manifesting the, everything that you want and it's going it's going to happen. Cause that's, that's how I'm making it happen. Everything I said I wanted to do, I've been doing it. So I'm, I'm doing good. And I think everybody else should do that and support each other always. 100%. Okay. You heard it from the man himself. <laughs> All right. So support each other. Don't hold back and don't give up. Mm-hmm. Love each other. <laughs> and love each other. All right, including yourself. Entirely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to love yourself first before anyone. You got to just dig into your head, dig into your heart, chase your heart, follow it, and just take baby steps. You never know if you don't try it. Because you deserve it. Okay? You deserve all that's good out there. Yeah. And it's yours. You just got to reach out. Whole world is yours. The whole it. world is yours. You got it right in the palm of your hands. Well, thank you guys so much for listening this week. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.